Today on the show, I have Jason Dashney. His company is called Epic Energy. They are a turnkey wind turbine installation, construction, and maintenance company. He's the president of the company, and we were just talking about how the technology is changing so fast in the renewable energy space. So Jason, in a 17-year career in the space, what have you been seeing happen? So over the years, what we've been seeing is is a steady growth. So 20 years ago, we would we would see a smaller growth competing with oil and gas and not being mainstream. And now, coming in the past five years, we're really seeing an uptick in growth and 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 the importance of it through all these other different companies that want to buy and, and invest and and be part of the renewable space. So it's a mass influx of different kinds of of renewable energy, generation, storage, all these types of things. So it's keeping up on top of that type of stuff that really, it's really keeping the market pushing forward. So how are you keeping on top of it? Training, learning, being out there, staying in front of your clients, staying in front of the tech, really spending a lot of time, you know, with clients at trade shows in front of manufacturers, listening to the developers, what's important for the output of the energy, how things in terms of energy is being stored. So all the new tech that that's coming to market that's coming to light is 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 so new so for example green hydrogen that's the new flavor it seems like the the biggest thing the biggest play out there and it's massive but people are starting to focus on it. it's like how do you tie that in so it's coupling wind with with green hydrogen and and then battery storage but then all the other things that go with it it's like okay so battery storage what does that mean well that means a larger a larger mining influx to be able to support that market so there's many things that affect the downstream of, of of renewables and how it's fed in terms of manufacturing and whatnot so really it's picking a lane and figuring out what what's important because there's just so much there's so much there's so much money being thrown at it there there's so much excitement there's so much demand politically and ethically so if you listen to the the, the googles of the world how much power they require to power their infrastructure where do they get that from well they need to be sustainable so they're an end user but what do they do they buy the 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 generators the the farms the wind farms the solar farms to power the to offset their their carbon footprint and to, and to get the 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 tax credits so there's many things there's many things that 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 we're doing to try and be educated enough and be in the right space at the right time and have the right people, the right tech, the right training to to be able to stay on top of it and grow a business. In your time now in renewables, has wind turbines always been the focus or did that just come more recently? No, wind, wind turbines have been my primary focus since inception, since I started doing this business and it's the offshoots of what that's created. So so wind was my primary focus. Now there's other there's other lanes like solar that that generate their power clean power then it's the storage piece so so everything that i'm currently doing has been fed by being in the wind space so what about the wind space do you like so much i've always called it the big show so in our in our space what we do is we're doing the the big lifts we have the technicians that climb to the to the, the tops of the towers. They put the components together. They, the components, as I mentioned, are getting bigger, larger, more technical. So we're always we have the the biggest focus. So, not to discount anything else, but when we're building a wind farm, particularly, you have the infrastructure pieces like the civil work. So that's dirt work, building roads, access, and 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 whatnot. 
as well as the underground trenching, the cabling, the substation stuff that's the sort of stuff that's done on a day-to-day -day basis around the world when they're building roads for highways. You see it all the time, so it's not so exciting. What interests me and always has is the big cranes, the big cranes, the big lifts, the big show. That's that's always been it's always been interesting and exciting, not just for us as as business owners or representatives of the industry. It's for the public. It's always awe-inspiring to see blades go by down the highway. Well, now the blades once were 40 meters, now they're 80 meters long. So we're dealing with massive components that no one really knows. I mean, not no one, but we're trying to figure out unique ways of transporting things to site. They're so big, they're so large, they're so heavy, right? So that's always kept me interested and excited. And the, the storage of the power that we produce is is also interesting because it's technology, but not as exciting as the big, big stuff. So what do you feel when you drive down the road and you see a bunch of wind turbines? Just pure excitement. <laughs> it's it's always it's always interesting. So when you drive by sites like, oh, did we build that one or do we maintain that one? Are we working on that one? What kind of turbines are they? What technology it is? So for me, it's always processing what, what I'm looking at, what the turbine heights are, what the blade lengths are, how old are they comparing you know, what, what, a, for example, driving through California, there's, they've had a long-standing history of wind turbines. So they've been up 30, 40 years and, and the technology has changed. So there's some old, old, old stuff that's been around so long compared to the new stuff and you get to see it in one space. So driving down a highway in California is really interesting. Where do you see the sector going over the next few years? Based on, on current forecasts and and what we're seeing with government initiatives, particularly in North America, I mean, it's it's a global thing for sure in terms of climate change and, and, and whatnot. We're seeing that being more prevalent now. But what we're seeing from the government is, is a real influx of the eagerness and the and the, the commitment to, to the policy and to in, investing dollars. So whether that's tax credits or hard dollars, incentive programs, Whatever that is, we, we, we we're seeing a lot of that. US in the US markets, the IRA and 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 other that's gonna create billions and billions of influx over the next five, ten years. So the I'm I'm sure you've seen people have seen twenty thirty as a as a number. Like we gotta to get to this place by twenty thirty. I mean it's it's a round number, so everyone likes to use it. So given where we're at over the next six, seven years, we're gonna see a massive influx of of renewable projects of all sorts all over the place and finding different and unique ways to deploy that that technology so for example it could be in more remote places offsetting diesel consumption in in, in indigenous communities in the north and 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 around the world so it's how do you how do you bring that to 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 areas that are not so technically advanced and so over the next Five ten years, we're going to see a complete shift in how power is produced and distributed. But the always a limiting factor is going to be the transmission. So we can build and build and build, but how do you transmit that power? And then, as well, the demand for that power is growing higher because of the of the offset between the consumption of fuel and and battery. And so, as we see more EVs come on the road, it's how do you transmit enough power from those projects to the end user, which is the vehicle. The limiting factor is always the grid. There's not enough grid space to get the power to where it needs to be so that we can electrify everything. And so I, the way I see it going is 
is yeah, we're going to have major projects, but smart city technology is going to have to be implemented to to have localized power grids, so that the the there's not a there's not an an over demand for the current infrastructure that's in place, and that's that's what we're seeing. We we look at California as a market. There's continual brownouts, blackouts, that and, and that's just because there's not enough to go around, right? So, and we add more things. We add more electric everything, whether that's your 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 lawnmower at home being electric, your your vehicle, and all sorts of other things that we are looking at, cell phones and computers and all the things that we're adding that are electric. We need to find a way to to, to get the power to those things. So over the next years, it's going to be that's going to be a, a crunch for for the for the market for sure. Would you say the U.S. is in a, currently in an energy crisis? The way I mean, the way I see it, yes, I would say that they they're definitely in a, in a crisis of some sort, and it's more particularly based around the places that that can't get the power. There's high population. California is always a good example. So if we don't improve the grid fast enough, we, we could be seeing more of these brownouts, blackouts, things like that. Absolutely, there's because there's no way to get the power to the to where it needs to be. So how do you how do you push more power through a system that won't take any more power? But you want to draw more power from that system because the policy says you need to have an electric vehicle. So how do you take that power from a place where it doesn't, you can't get it? So the push is EV because it's a thing where it's easy, just in layman's terms. You you want to offset your your the pollution that you create by driving a gas vehicle. Natural way of thinking is it's going to be EV. What we don't think about is how that power comes to us. It's just consume more, consume more, consume more, and then we're left with a big deficit. So do you, do you think there's a lot of opportunity to, let's say, build businesses that address fixing the grid? I would say, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely a, an opportunity to, to have more businesses that do that for sure, yeah. So you've been in the space 17 years. Yeah. And have you had multiple companies throughout that time? Yeah, same, doing the same thing. We'll see. So, same, in, the same theme of, in the theme of failing to success, have they all worked? You know what? Yeah, they all have worked. They all have worked. However, there's a, there's been a lot of challenges along the way. There's there's been failures. There's been successes, and and really in terms of like the technology play and and how things have evolved. You think you're bidding on something that, but you actually don't know because the text change and you you're 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 maybe not bidding it correctly, and so that's why it's a constant learning process so the biggest struggle that you've experienced is that technology just changing too quickly yeah yeah the recurring theme at least. yeah the, the, the yeah absolutely tech change is, is a big is a big thing for sure yeah so what would your advice be to let's say new entrepreneurs or young entrepreneurs wanting to get into the space know what you're getting into before you get into it and, and so many times people get into it and think they know what they're bidding on know what they're doing and they really don't. So it's taking the time to understand what it what, what it is you're getting into, and 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 spending the time to learn the tech and learn learn what it takes to to do what we're we're doing in this market, and really understanding how how the business works, how the industry works, what are the important things. The biggest thing is one of the bigger things is 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 people in this business, and I think it's resounding across markets. There's not enough people to go around to build all the stuff that we're we're trying to build. There's not enough. There's not enough qualified, trained individuals to actually build out all this stuff. So it's it's always a challenge to get the right people to do the job. So new entrepreneurs trying to get into this, it's always how do you get the people? And even as a, as a business owner that's been around a long time, it's still hard to get people that are good at what they do and want to do it. 
because things have changed so much in the market. And again, I think it's resounding across all markets, oil and gas, whatever. How do you get enough people to do the work? How do you get enough people to build houses and build things and be trained? It's it's a problem. So we there's lots of opportunities, lots of good opportunity, but how do you how do you get enough people to to actually build it out? So that's that's we so I've talked about the tech being one of the roadblocks or one of the one of the things to be aware of, but the other big thing is is people. And then aside from people, it's having the right equipment and enough equipment to be able to perform this stuff. Perform, to install, to, to construct and operate. Yeah, and we're in a recessionary environment where the idea is that the unemployment rate should start to rise further than it has. Mm. For all those people who are thinking about doing the next thing, the energy sector needs people. And when a sector needs people, they're willing to pay. So okay. you have some job security. That's right. Yeah. You know what? And, and we've been through recessions over the time that I've been in this industry and it's, it's not, it's not changed. It's not stopped. You're, you're producing power. It's clean power. There's a demand for it. It's a, it's a very good career for individuals that are looking to get into something that's, 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 it, it, it has a positive spin on it. You know, right. It's, it's something that's, it's respected. It's, it's up and coming. It's interesting. And there's a long future in it. So for, for people that are looking for different careers or different opportunities, there's many facets of that business and industry that, that are, are a good fit for, for, for all individuals, whether that's in the construction space or the project management space or the, the office or support or safety. It's, it's, it's all part of what we do, and there's a lot of opportunity for people that, that want to change or want to do, do something different. So Jason, if one of our listeners wanted to get in touch with Epic Energy or yourself, how could they do so? They can go to our website, which is epic-energy.com, where they can send me an email, jason-epic-energy.com, and let me know what they're thinking in terms of whether it's opportunities to, to get into the market. I can connect them with the right people for employment or for opportunities to, to work together on some stuff to to collaborate on ideas and different different ways we can do business together i'm I'm open to to really having a discussion given given my my experience in the industry i'm more than happy to to share my experiences with individuals looking to get into it or or just just toss around some ideas so more than happy to to do that and that's epic spelled e-p-i-k that's right yeah. uh, thank you jason for coming on the show and thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Web Design and Development. Make sure to subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.